Welcome to Remember When, a podcast for capturing the stories, insights, and lessons learned that will enable you to age forward with grace and ease. I'm your host, Kiki, and today's episode is sponsored by Elder Pride 2023. Now here's Reverend Jack Elliott, or as we like to call him, RJ. Treat yourself like you would treat someone you are responsible for helping. Treat yourself like you would treat someone you are responsible for helping. That's rule number two from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson's book, The 12 Rules for Life. That's our read for the first quarter of 2023. I hope you're reading along with us. This week's podcast is called Healer, Heal Thyself. It's full of nuggets that I know that you're going to want to write down in your journal. So get that journal ready and enjoy Healer, Heal Thyself. My life, my way, this is my legacy. My intention is to treat myself with the same love, compassion, empathy, and understanding that I bestow upon others. This is my prayer for my highest and best. I am worthy and I deserve all good. Not some, not a little bit, but all good. I now move past all negative restricting thoughts. I release and let go of any limitations held by my parents, my children, my ancestors, my family or friends. I love them. I bless them. And I go beyond their negative opinions and limiting beliefs. I am not bound by any of the fears or prejudices of the current society I live in. I no longer identify with limitations of any kind. I take dominion of my life right here, right now. In my mind, I have total freedom. I now move into a new space of consciousness where I am willing to see myself differently. I'm willing to create new thoughts about myself and my life. My new thinking becomes new experiences. I now know and affirm that I am at one with the prospering power of the universe. As such, I now prosper in a number of ways. The totality of possibilities lies before me. I deserve life, a good life. I deserve love, an abundance of love. I deserve good health. I deserve to live comfortably and to prosper. I deserve joy and happiness. I deserve freedom to be all that I can be. I deserve more than that. I deserve all good. The universe is more than willing to manifest my intention to live my life, my way, for my way is God's way. This is my time my calling, and my legacy. And I accept this abundant life with joy, 
pleasure and gratitude for I am deserving. I accept it. I know it to be true. And so it is. So it is. Thank you for that reading. I wanted to give an example as we begin today's conversation of what I call an affirmative prayer. So often in the traditional spiritual places that we might have grown up in, prayers are punitive, prayers are laced with ideas and conversations of not being worthy to be a child of God. What I would like to offer as an idea for you to think about and to ponder, then that is blasphemy against the statement that we are all created in the image of God. So we would be saying out loud in our unworthy praying that part of God's creation is flawed. And so it's a shift. It's a shift. And I'm going to ask you to make that shift with us and play out this idea of starting to adopt affirmative prayer into your life. And when I say affirmative prayer, it's see the outcome that you hope for as if it is already done. So that if you're looking for a new job or a new relationship, give thanks first for already having received it. And then what will happen is the universe will conspire to show you examples of why you're on the right path for getting there. You know, and I know that, you know, some of us, are the, you know, listening in right now going, no, 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 that won't work. No, 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 no. Well, I want you to know that that's your ego trying to protect you. You know, our ego is trying to protect us in giving us a reason to say no to anything first. It, are, it will say no to us so that we have to go and look for why it's a yes. So if you think about it, it's the, maybe it's the first time you visit a spiritual community or the first time you join a new club or the first time you go someplace, you're looking for all the negatives. Your ego is looking for all the negatives. There's no parking here. Uh, the lights are too dim. It's not safe for me to walk in the door. Uh, oh, it sounds like the event has already started. I'm going to interrupt if I go in. You know, notice that mind chatter that offers the ideas for us to turn around and go back to where we were and stay stuck in the eddy or the quicksand or the mud of our experience rather than taking the risk to do something new. So if you're walking into one of those situations where you've, you've supported yourself and stepping outside the door and doing something new, notice yourself talk. Are you saying, oh, this is going to be difficult, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to invite you to say out loud, oh, I'm open to seeing what this could be. Oh, I'm being open to noticing good things for me stepping out and doing this. You're changing that dialogue. You're changing that dialogue. One of the things that I teach 
in our practice is that every word you speak is a prayer. The universe, God, spirit, however you define that, however you define that higher power being something bigger than you is listening and does not know the difference between a positive and a negative. It's merely listening. So if your prayer is damn them, then the universe is going to give you examples of why you're damning them. You know, and that creates a whole thing that you don't want to create because if you're damning them, you're damning you in that situation. So it's being more accountable for the words that we speak. The series, Remember When, is giving us an opportunity to take that deeper dive into our own life to kind of understand how life got to be the way that it is and how we move from where we are to where we want to be in this time of our life. That's why we say we are proclaiming that we are going to live my life, my way, because this is my legacy. It's our opportunity to get it right from this day forward. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes. We're not going to step back. We're not going to stumble a little bit, but it's to get up and to do it. You know, when we were getting ready for today's broadcast, so, you know, I asked Kiki, how's it going today? And the response was, kind of like that. I'm glad because that's telling the truth. So what we get to do when we have that realization of, eh, what is today about? We get to go back and do some due diligence and take a look at how did I get here right now? What is this moment teaching me? So this moment may be just an awareness of we're post-pandemic, we're post-isolation, we're post our first holiday season of kind of getting back together with people. But most of all, we're post whatever those expectations were for what that would be like to move through the holiday season that we moved through. Now, we may have had to put on our best face mask, our best smile, our best attitude for like, okay, I got this, I can go out. But now the honeymoon's over. We got through that season. It's mid-January. You know, the decorations are down. It's all over. And those of us in California have been in torrential rains, torrential gray clouds, torrential concerns about flooding. So much, you know, we're taking all that energy on. So why wouldn't we be, eh? You know, it's like, okay, this is what today is. So what we want to look for are some lifelines, if you will, to get out of this eddy, to get out of this place where we're stuck right here, right now. Now, in our teaching and in our philosophy, we know that gratitude is one of the ways out. What am I thankful for? you know, and start really putting the work in, 
writing down five things that I'm grateful for no matter what and you know really kind of working with that and then you kind of notice a little energetic shift that'll be happening and that may very well lead to oh I'm inspired to give so-and-so a call and so I'm going to check in with them to see how they're doing you know you you start moving just a little bit a little bit step by step by step out of that eddy out of that mud out of that thing and you start to feel a little bit better so what i want us to concentrate though on this week is look at what we're doing all of us probably if there was an algorithm that brings you to this broadcast one of the things that would be true across the board is we are caretakers we are the ones showing up for taking care of other people. Maybe we're taking care of an elder in our life. Maybe we're taking care of a child in our life. Maybe we're taking care of a good friend in our life. We are doing for others because that's who we are. That's who we showed up to be on the planet, is to be compassionate, to have the empathy, to reach out for one another. So I want you to think, of one situation where you went above and beyond in the last few days to care for someone else. Maybe you had that situation where you were about to purchase something and you'd saved a little money to do it and your adult child come up with a crisis and suddenly, yeah, okay, I've got, I've got this cash. Let me give it to them to help them do that thing. And they do the thing. They're grateful in that moment that you helped them out. And then you don't see them or hear from them again for a couple of days. So you're now back in your eddy. You're back in your mud. You're back in your stuck place of going, oh, wow, that was interesting. I don't have that thing that I wanted that was going to be for me because I took care of them because they weren't responsible enough to plan or take care of themselves. So now I've got resentment for them and how they handled the situation. I've got disappointment in me that I don't have the thing that I wanted. And I have that other layer of, look, here we are again. So in Dr. Peterson's book, he encourages us to know that that second rule is to care for ourselves in the same way we care for someone else that we are responsible for. And so that thing, you know, I planted that seed, that idea, what is that one thing that you did in the last few days for someone else? What if you had done that very thing for yourself first? It's the equivalent of putting your face mask on first. It's the equivalent of making sure that your practices and your way of being support you so that you can be available for others. But when you are showing up for them, it's not taking all of your energy. It's not taking all of your resources. It's not taking all of your emotional well-being so that you're left with nothing 
as they run down the street skipping and happy that they've now been rescued. So it's this opportunity to notice this is why we do what we do in our work here at Elder Pride is to pick some of this apart and to see how do we make this shift? How do I play this time in my life out differently? How do I make sure I'm caring for me first, not in a selfish way, but in a self-loving way, because I know it helps me to be emotionally available to do what I need to do for my life. Now, here's the conundrum of this. Sometimes caring for ourselves means getting outside of ourselves, despite what we're feeling right now. I'm gonna go anyway. We've all had that experience of getting invited to the party. Oh, it feels good to be asked to dance. It feels good to get the invitation to go to the party. But then as the day approaches, those no's come into play. No, I don't have anything to wear. No, I gotta drive all the way over there. Oh, look, the weather has changed now. So now I feel, uh, I just don't wanna, I'm gonna call my regrets and not go. And you know that you really wanna go, but your ego's giving you all those reasons to say, no, 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 let's stay right here, stuck in this cocoon, stuck in this mud puddle, stuck in this eddy. You know, because this is comfortable. This is comfortable. We can watch Hallmark movies. We can binge and watch other things like The Crown or something such as that. But you know, getting out there, there's a gift. Spirit's whispering to you. Spirit's giving you a little nudge. No, no, go anyway. And so you get dressed, you go, you get to the event, and you have a good time. You get to the event and you meet someone that you haven't met before. And suddenly there's energy there and you realize it's like, oh my goodness, had I not forced myself to stepping outside of myself, this would have never happened. I would have never had this opportunity. So this self-care, this self-love, this act of putting your face mask on first may mean forcing yourself to do something that your ego does not want you to do. It may mean forcing yourself to step past a few no's in order to get what is available to you that the universe has inspired. Now, Kiki, I know in some of our sharing you have told me the story about how you made the determination several weeks ago that getting outside of yourself and connecting with an old friend to help them when they were recovering from surgery was something that you knew that you were supposed to do, but maybe you didn't really want to do, but it's like you made yourself do it anyway. And it led to a domino effect of positive things that happened in your life. So I'm going to ask you if you will share that overview of A, B, C, D, E, and how it led up to something quite wonderful for you. Uh, yes, and I uh, thank you in our conversations for 
helping me to make the connection because I didn't see the connection. But the first um, part, as you described, is that I um, had an opportunity um, that um, a, a friend of mine was recovering from surgery and the call went out that this person needed help. And it, it, it wasn't even specifically what type of help that was needed, but you know, you needed to show up at their home and be willing to do uh, whatever was needed um, without any specificity. So m my first instinct was, oh, no, I, I don't want to do this. This is, this is beyond, beyond the pale um, of what I do. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't do stuff like this. Can I, can I send money? Can I, oh, right. can I write a check? <laughs> can I write a check basically? Can it, can, can, you know, can, can, can I do anything? And, um, you know, it, 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 it that, so I don't know. I think what I, for the first thing I did is I think that I meditated, um, uh, for a moment just to get myself ready because I knew that this was something that, uh, you know, I needed some extra oomph to do. So um, I did it. I mean, and I just realized I just needed to show up, be present, and be open to whatever it was uh, that, that could be done. And um, so I showed up, and I um, actually sh ended up showing up several times, at, at several different times to do things. And, you know, it wasn't that what was required for me to do was uh, difficult. It wasn't at all. Um, it was, you know, helping the person uh, walk from the bedroom to the living room, uh, making rice, doing stuff. And, and there was lots of other um, things that happened in between. But the, the, the wonderful thing that happened in between was that uh, this person told me stories and was saying, you know, I don't know why I'm telling you these stories, but they were just talking about other experiences that happened in their life. And one of the things that they told me about was um, someone else who was helping them. And that person, it turns out, was going to be leaving and um, going to Georgia in, De in, in December to help out with um, the Warnock um, uh, senatorial race. And at that exact moment, I thought, wow, that's something that I would like to do. And, um, you know, I asked the person who I was helping about it, who said, I don't know anything about it. The, so, you know, someone mentioned it to me and literally immediately picked up the phone, contacted this person, and without any context or rang this person, handed me the phone. And I introduced myself and said that I was interested in helping out. And, the you know, I didn't know this person. And their first response was, I will, uh, why don't you send me your, 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 your information and I will pass it on to the organizers. Um, so I sent my information and then immediately I got back, rather than my information was passed on to the organizers, it was... I was given the organizer's uh, information. I contacted the organizer and 
uh, you know, had conversations with them and very quickly was on my way to Georgia and the organization paid for me to, um, to go there and stay in a hotel and help with the campaign. And I could have never envisioned that this would have happened because I stepped out of myself, you know, to do something else. And then the other thing that happened was I met lots of people there. And one of the people that I met um, when I was in Georgia happened to live in Berkeley and we did work together. And then when we got back uh, to the Bay Area, they contacted me. Actually, they contacted me uh, for a couple of reasons. The first thing that they contacted me was to, to let me know that they had a um, uh, someone who was a who was a patron who could reimburse me for my food expenditures. Was I interested in that? And I'm like, yes. I you know I wouldn't have even known about that. So they put me in contact with that person, and immediately I got reimbursed for the food that I expended um, that I that I had spent, and then they sent me a note to tell me about a community book group uh, dealing with. Uh, folks who were incarcerated. And this is something that was, you know, kind of just moderately on my, on my radar. But what was on my radar was that I wanted to um, step out of myself more and get involved with um, a group and organization that was doing, doing activism and that we could work collaboratively together. So I, um, the, the book, uh, group started, and it was an in-person book group, and it started, um, it's always the second uh, Tuesday, it started in January, so I did that, and this was also stepping outside of my comfort zone, but in this instance, I knew that it was happening, and um, I was prepared for the the nose, as you talked about, um, RJ, in, in the very beginning, because, of course, uh, at, you know, at the time in the Bay Area, flooding conditions, disaster zones in, uh, you know, many many parts of the Bay of the Bay Area. So I was kind of kind of convincing myself, oh no, I I don't want to go out. And then the same sort of things. What am I going to wear? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know these people. Uh, you know, are they going to have masks on? And uh, you know, all of those things. But I something I listened to the whisper, uh, which was, "Prepare yourself to do it. You can go out in the rain, uh, <laughs> and you know, just be careful. You know, take your time, etc." And uh, I did it. And I, uh, it was a wonderful experience. And, you know, and in the beginning of community um, with all of these other people, just because I stepped out of myself originally to, to help a friend. Um, and I think that there are countless other um, opportunities that I will be open to uh, because I showed up. And, I sh and really, I showed up for me. Um, which was, was, was the thing, you know, I did something for me and the other, another obstacle that happened on the day that I was going to go is that, you know, I had a little, uh, difficulty, uh, with my, with my son and, and his, 
uh, energy and vibrations not being up. And uh, in the past, that's the sort of thing that would have also continued to knock me to my feet. Um, but I'm like, okay, this is settled. And the and this is also, I think, why the prayer is so important is like, I need to be having the same self-care for myself as I do for taking care of others. And I'm, I'm glad that I did it. And there was, you know, added, immediate added benefit for me and in my spirits got boosted. And the final thing that I would say is when I listened to you talk in the very beginning and you asked me uh, before we started recording and how I was doing, um, even though I was honest, I realized that that was my prayer uh, <laughs> about how, how I was doing. And I am grateful for the prayer to have a shift because I, I mean, you, you have, have seen how my energy has shifted uh, just because I recognized the things that were in the prayer and that the universe was also, I was open to the universe for helping, uh, you know, to eliminate uh, and myself to eliminate these, this negative energy that I had and really work on self-care and having positive energy. So thank you. Mm -hmm. I love that story because look what would have happened had you written a check in the beginning. You could have very well have been satisfied with, I made a difference, I wrote a check, maybe that will pay for a couple of meals to be delivered for them. And you could have walked away from the situation in the beginning thinking, oh, I did something good. This is all a good thing. And now let me go back to my cocoon and pull the blanket up and not just go out and about. And I'm reminded, you know, we deal and heal from trauma differently. And one of the things that's true about therapy is sometimes behavior modification works. And I remember 9-11 when that happened, that there was a situation where I decided that I needed to make sure everyone in the company that I worked for was okay. And so I was the you know director of human resources. And so we had some of our colleagues that actually worked in the World Trade Center, even though we were located in Hayward, California. So I made it a point to walk about every morning on September 12th, September 13th, September 14th, just to check in with people. And one of the things that I soon noticed is I wasn't going into my own office. I was putting myself out there to be in care for other people and making sure that they were all right. But I was afraid to go into my own office. Yeah, I had, you know, risen up in my corporate, you know, climb and I had the corner office with the window that was, you know, really a nice place to be, but I wasn't comfortable in there. And I thought, okay, this is, you know, a yellow flag, alert, alert, alert. What's going on here? What do I need to do? So I 
go to therapy whenever something is beyond my control and I don't understand what's happening. And uh, I went to this wonderful therapist that I worked with from time to time in the past. And he said, what's going on? And I told him about my work experience and he goes, okay, well, what happens, what happens on the weekend? Well, on the weekend, on Fridays, when I would get off of work, I would drive home, pull into the garage, put the garage door down and start to undress as I walked down the hallway and I went into the bedroom, crawled into bed and I did not get out of bed until Sunday morning when it was time to get up to go to church. I would get up to go to church. I'd feel a little bit better. It would give me enough energy to get ready for Monday the next day. And so he's listening. He goes, okay, okay. He said, now, what typically happens on a Friday night? Well, at that time in my life, I was in my long-term relationship with my partner who was a career Navy guy. And because 9-11 had happened, he was airlifted off the boat that he was on maneuvers with in the South Pacific, flown by helicopter to be assigned to the USS Abraham Lincoln, which if you remember at that time was the nuclear aircraft carrier that was sent to Iraq to start that invasion of Iraq. And so we were still in the throes of don't ask, don't tell in the military. So I did not know what was happening to him. I had no way of communicating with him. And so I had all of that on me as well. But what was triggering about Friday evenings, typically during our 16 year relationship, he would fly into Oakland on Friday evenings, I would get off work, go to the Oakland airport, pick him up, we come home, have a wonderful weekend together, and I'd take him back to the airport on Monday morning early before I went to work. That was gone. That, gone, that celebration, that wonderful part of my life was no longer there, and I never knew whether I would ever have it again. For the first time in his Navy career, he actually went to war. And I had all of that going on and all of it was triggered by 9-11. So the therapist said, okay, we're going to change the behavior. Your assignment is you cannot go home on Friday night. What can you do? in order not to go home right after work on Friday night. Well, you know, at that time, my favorite place on the planet was Barnes and Noble. And so I made a point, I would get off work, I would go to Barnes and Noble, I would pick up two or three things to read that would be supportive, that would be tools for my spiritual well-being. And I'd go to the coffee bar, and I would have a cup of coffee and I would, you know, read a little bit. And then I started to notice after a couple of hours of being there, I felt differently. I knew that it was safe for me to go home. And so by 9.30, 10 o'clock, I could go home. 
and I could go in and I could write and I could do other things that that depression, that blanket of depression, that blanket of being stuck in that eddy had been lifted. So I had this opportunity to change the behavior, to not buy into the no's that was happening in my life. And I had that opportunity to shift it. Now, I noticed immediately that within a few days, I was able to go back into my office. I was able to do so many different things in my life that allowed me to take care of me first. And I realized, wow, I was making sure that everybody else was okay. And I needed to be asking the same of me, Jack, what can I do to help you be okay? Now I had resources available. And so I'm going to offer this idea for anyone listening. What's there, what's available to you to kind of give you the support that you might want when you realize you're stuck in the eddy, you're stuck in the mud, you're stuck in this place where it seems, you know, I can't get out, but I want to get out of it. You know, and I'm going to offer this idea that this worthiness prayer is available to you. So I hope you will go to our website, go to the essays tab and click on the corresponding essay that is available to you this week to this podcast, because it is this prayer that Kiki read when she started our program. It's there so that you can print it out. And I hope that you make it a part of your daily practice to to read it to yourself out loud every day. Don't read it to yourself silently because remember your spoken word is your prayer to the universe. So when you speak it aloud, you're activating a shift, you're activating a change, you're activating something that will happen that will be good in your life. And what you learn from Kiki's story is that if you're willing to step outside of yourself, no matter what, the universe will conspire to show you the good that it already had planned for you if you're willing to do that. So hopefully today's episode has supported you in honoring that 12, that second rule of the 12 rules for life, where you care for yourself as much as you care for someone else that you're responsible for. So Kiki, I'm going to ask if you'd be willing, I want to hear the prayer one more time as we conclude our program here today. Okay, and, and thank you, RJ. Uh, this, is, this has been extraordinary, um, or this is, I'm not going to use the past tense, <laughs> is extraordinary. Here's the prayer. My life, my way this is my legacy. My intention is to treat myself with the same love, compassion, empathy, and understanding that I bestow upon others. This is my prayer for my highest and best. I am worthy and I deserve all good. Not some, not a little bit, but all good. I now move past all negative, restricting thoughts. I release and let go of any limitations held by my parents, 
my children, my ancestors, my family or friends. I love them, I bless them, and I go beyond their negative opinions and limiting beliefs. I'm not bound by any of the fears or prejudices prejudices of the current society I live in. I no longer identify with limitations of any kind. I take dominion of my life right here, right now. In my life, I have total freedom. I now move into a new space of consciousness where I am willing to see myself differently. I am willing to create new thoughts about myself and about my life. My new thinking becomes new experiences. I now know and affirm that I am at one with the prospering power of the universe. As such, I now prosper in a number of ways. The totality of possibilities lies before me. I deserve life, a good life. I deserve love, an abundance of love. I deserve good health. I deserve to live comfortably and to prosper. I deserve joy and happiness. I deserve freedom to be all that I can be. I deserve more than that. I deserve all good. The universe is more than willing to manifest my intention to live my life, my way, for my way is God's way. This is my time, my calling, and my legacy. And I accept this abundant life with joy, pleasure, and gratitude, for I am deserving. I accept it. I know it to be true. And so it is. Just a reminder, we want you to join us for our book club experience. In this quarter, we're reading Dr. Jordan B. Peterson's The 12 Rules for Life. I hope you have the audio book. I hope you have the real hardback book or the paperback book and you're reading along with us because we want you to join us on Saturday, January 28th at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time for an hour of great discussion around this book. It's our book club read for this month, and so I hope you will be there to join us for it. It'll be a Zoom meeting, so you'll get to see all the folks that are reading along with you. It'll be great fun. All you have to do is go to elderprideforme.org, click on the Zoom link, and you'll be into our gathering. We look forward in seeing you on January 28th at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time for the book club discussion around the 12 Rules for Life by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. See you there. And so it is. So print the prayer out, read it aloud, make it a part of your daily practice for at least 21 days. And then notice what you notice when you do that. And I hope that you will let us know what you've noticed for having done that. I really want to encourage you, whether you're sharing a comment on our Facebook page or whether you're sharing a comment on our website page when you read the essay, 
because it has a place at the bottom where you can comment that you tell us your story because your story is going to matter to someone else. You know, Kiki has the universe of folks that she can reach. I have the, the, the range of folks that I can reach. You have the range of folks that you can reach. And so if we all work in a collaborative way, we can make a shift on the planet for giving folks hope, giving folks a new way to move from where they are to where they want to be. Thank you for today's program. We will see you next time. You've been listening to Remember When, a podcast presented by Elder Pride 2023. This podcast has been produced and edited by Reverend Jack Elliott and Kiki. Find the Remember When podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Copyright 2022, Elder Pride Incorporated and Reverend Jack Elliott. For more information, visit elderprideforme.org or write us at elderprideinfo at gmail.com. I hope you are saving the date for June 23rd and 24th for our gathering and conference known as Elder Pride 2023. We're going to be in the Oakland, San Francisco Bay Area. It's going to be a live event, two days of information that will transform your life. Come hang with elders in the LGBTQ plus community as they put together a portfolio where they can proclaim, I am living my life my way. This is my legacy. Join us June 23rd and 24th in Oakland, California for Elder Pride 2023. See you there.